Oh, Bretto. What's up, MP? Damo just called. Yeah. He thinks there's going to be 100,000 people at the Wellness Summit. Oh, again? He thinks we're bigger than Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones, and the Beatles all put together. Damien Christoph has gone completely mad. Did you know he's made eight tons of forage? What? <laughs> and now he wants you and I to help him get rid of it. Oh, Damo. So, look, being the good friends that we are, we've asked him. You mean forced? Well, we've kind of twisted his arm to make him literally give his forage away to 100 lucky Wellness Summit attendees. So if you're ready to enrol for our signature two days of inspiration, education and empowerment and entertainment. What do you mean, MP? Australian Idol winner Wes Carr makes his Wellness Summit debut this year, Bretto. Wes Carr, you'll be guilty. So if you're ready to be entertained, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com and get four value bags of forage muesli or one bag each of paleo, muesli, bircher and porridge when you register. Now, all you need to do is register for this two-for-one special, bring a buddy, bring a friend, bring a family member or a colleague and then choose your forage selection, four muesli or four assorted and get four bags per attendee. That's eight bags per double pass. That's almost 250 bucks of forage for free when you register for the Wellness Summit on August 25-26 at the Collingwood Town Hall in Melbourne. That's 150 serves of breakfast. Almost six months of breakfast just for registering for the Wellness Summit. Well, it's first in best dressed. These 100 tickets are only available until June 18 or until sold out. All the details of this special offer, all the topics, featured speakers and more are over at thewellnesssummit.com. Thanks for making eight tons of forage, Damo. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by a special guest, Jackson Edwards. Now, Jackson Edwards has recently been drafted to the Adelaide Football Club. Now, we won't hold that against him because it's the wrong side of the tracks for me in Adelaide. But he has a huge passion for fitness and nutrition. He's been following a paleo lifestyle for nearly two years now and has never looked back. He said it's been so beneficial to his gut health and his performance in football, which is obviously going all right. Um, He's all about health, gratitude, and giving. He loves to follow Luke Hines, Pete Evans, Tony Robbins, Matt Steinweed, I think it is. I don't know who that is. I'm going to have to check him out. And Gary Vaynerchuk. I've seen him online sharing some great recipes, making some cool stuff with his videos. I saw a Merrymaker Sisters one the other day. You're in with all of our friends, Jackson. Welcome to the show, mate. Uh, Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mate, absolute pleasure. I've only just discovered you on social media, mate, and I've been following along and seeing uh, some delicious recipes coming out of your kitchen, mate. It's, uh, It's a good effort for a football player to be getting into the kitchen. Uh, thank you. No, it's um, been a passion of mine over the last two years. It's sort of just come on and it's come on really strongly. So um, just keep going and um, loving it. So it's been awesome. Nice one. So um, tell us a little about your background. Like obviously, uh, you know, you have a – people may not know. There would be a lot of people who listen to this show who don't necessarily know about the Adelaide Football Club. Um, there are many people who listen to this show who live in America who don't necessarily know a lot about Australian rules football. And so what they won't know necessarily is that your dad was a champion footballer, played over 300 games for the Adelaide Crows, 
And, uh, you know, it hurts me to say that, but he was really good, <laughs> even though he played for the other club. And uh, But he redeemed himself by coming and coaching at my club just for a little while, so that's okay. And um, But he was a champion footballer. You obviously grew up in a footballing household, uh, but it sounds like maybe you had some issues in terms of uh, gut health and, and maybe some health stuff that you wanted to get on top of and turn around. So tell us a little about your journey uh, getting into football, but also your journey getting into paleo. How did that come about for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I always had a interest in health, fitness, um, nutrition and that side of things. And um, when I was 13, 14, 15, always wanted to be a, a high-performance coach growing up um, and was lucky enough to have some links with Darren Burgess. As you said, Dad coached um, with the club. So um, Burjo was there at the time and um, he sort of became a little bit of a mentor for me and he's over at Arsenal now, but he likes to keep in contact um, so I'm pretty lucky there in that sense um, but my health journey sort of started um, I just had a, a lot of bowel issues um, and low energy and we didn't really know where it was coming from um, and I had a tetanus shot um, not long before that and had a range of blood tests through my GP and found that my liver was out of range um, so yeah as I said I had reasonably low energy um, stomach pains while playing footy. Um, so I did a little bit of my own research. Um, I read The Paleo Basics um, by Luke Hines and Scott Goodings yep. um, and trialled that and um, found it was found it was very beneficial to me. My first game back, I didn't have any stomach pains. So um, I thought it must be working. So I just kept, kept going with it. Um, and my GP confirmed that um, it was the right way to go about lowering my liver and getting that back in range. So I stuck at it for um, probably 18 months to two years now. Um, and my liver's come back, come back into range. Um, it's been a pretty big focus on gut health and um, a lot of different probiotics and all that sort of stuff to um, help bring the good beneficial bacteria to your gut again. Um, and at the moment, I've uh, just been loving studying nutrition and learning new different things and um, testing what works for my body, my performance and um, how I can take it to the next level. That's great, mate. And obviously, you know, taking it to that next level, you know, getting into football um, and, and performing at such a high level. I mean, the, the level of training you guys need to do. Um, you know, we did actually interview uh, Darren Burgess on one of my other podcast shows called The Wellness Guys. Uh, so if people want to listen in, The Wellness Guys episode 177 you have a listen to the interview we did with Darren Burgess, and he was awesome. He, he's such a smart guy. He's so on the ball. So you got a good mentor there. Um, but tell us a little bit about how this works then with uh, in the football club, because um, you know for many football clubs they seem to be a little bit old school with their nutrition. It seems to be changing a little bit in more recent times. Uh, but I guess you know following more of a paleo diet doesn't necessarily fit in with some of that old school ideas around carb loading and just getting the sugars in no matter what sort of sugars they are, and, you know, those yeah. sort of things and the sports drinks and all those sort of things. So how have you found that getting into a professional sporting environment? Uh, how different has it been from what others are doing and, and how, I guess, welcoming have they been for you to sort of live your own path in that respect? Yeah, you're on the ball there. They are a little bit old school, um, but they are getting a lot better. Uh, we've got a dietitian at our club um, and she, she knows everyone's different. Um, all bodies are different and react differently. So we've got a couple of, couple of vegans at the club and I'm paleo myself. And there's quite a few guys that um, are quite up to date and know what's 
right for their body and when and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, the dietitian's been really accommodating for me um, just because she knows I've got a lot of gut issues going on. So um, she's been pretty pretty helpful. Um, she's even um, just recently been introducing me to a FODMAP kind of diet for mm. a couple of weeks just to um, find out if there's any other um, issues going on um, just because I find um, I can't really stomach um, meat as well at the moment just because I've got real low stomach acid. So yeah. um, just trying to find different ways. And But she's been really accommodating. Um, but, yeah, the carb loading and all that sort of stuff is is a, I follow a different bit of a different aspect. Um, I still get um, a good amount of carbs from healthier sources, um, whereas the other boys choose to load up on the pasta, which is not something I want to really indulge in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And obviously, like I said, you're at home. Um, this is going to be obviously a big challenge for you or a big change for you possibly as well. And I know that um, you know your dad obviously having a background in football. I'm not sure what his nutrition was like when he was playing football. Uh, but it seems like mum and dad are pretty on board with this journey you're going on. Who who sort of discovered this stuff first? Was it you that then influenced the parents or the parents that influenced you? Yeah, well, mum's always had a real um, real interest in nutrition and um, sort of studied nutrition for a little bit. And um, she's had a few health issues herself and just trying to fix that nat- naturally. Um, so there's always been an interest there and in, um, growing up eating organic foods and stuff like that. So um but when, when my issues come along, I sort of felt like I wanted to take it to the next level and um, did a lot of research. And um, at the start, they weren't overly fond of it. But over time, um, everyone sort of, the family sort of just adapted. Um, I've got two younger brothers. The youngest one's not quite there yet, but um, the middle one, he um, eats pretty similar to me. And mum's on the same journey. And dad likes to enjoy himself a bit. But. Um, when he was going through his footy career towards the end there, he um, he had a type of cancer that he needed to change his diet from because he needed a lot more energy. So um, he chose a clean, cleaner lifestyle and ate a lot of organic food as well. So um, it does, does show that food um, can be medicine, as Pete Evans liked to say. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all well and good. Well, it's, it's interesting to hear that because I was curious to find out about your dad's diet as well because obviously – you know, playing over 300 games, he had a lot of longevity in the sport. And, uh, you know, it does seem that sometimes those guys who do have that extra longevity do just look after themselves a little bit better than most. But then, I guess like everything, there's always exceptions to the rule as well. There seem to be a few who don't necessarily look after themselves that great but still manage to have a long and successful career too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think his diet changed. He'll agree his diet changed over the years a fair bit. Um when he was growing up, he probably didn't have the best diet. Um, loved his chocolate milk and hot dogs and all that sort of stuff. But uh, once you get into the system, you you want to find ways that are um, going to give you that competitive edge. So um, he was he was pretty lucky. He found mum, and mum had a big interest in nutrition and all that side of things. So she helped him along the way, and um, he he found he benefited a lot from um, eating healthier and whole foods really, um, what we're meant to eat. So it's, yeah. it was massive for him, especially towards the end of your career when your body starts to get a bit sore and um, can't recover as quickly. Your diet can play a massive, massive role. All right. Now, you're obviously you're a long way from the end of your career, Jason. You're just starting out. And so I guess being a young fellow, um, you know, particularly I guess in a football club environment, but I think for 
a lot of young people coming through. One of the challenges of trying to adopt a healthier lifestyle can be, I guess, everyone around you and that peer pressure element, that wanting to fit in, wanting to socialize and, and still have that that social life that, that is so important, particularly for young people. Um, how did you find that with your friends and people around you? And, and how did you, I guess, uh, you know, work your way through that and manage to find some balance there as well? Yeah, it is a tough one, definitely. Um, I'm probably still working through it and finding ways to um, accommodate, really. Um, but I think the boys are pretty good nowadays. Um, they they accept me, accept me um, for who I am and what I want to do and um, how I want to go about it. So um, you always get questions on why you eat that and why you don't eat this. But um, I, I just explained to them that I've had um, a lot of gut issues and want to heal it naturally and want to eat whole foods. And I think they they know that what I'm doing is right. Um, but but doing them doing it themselves can be quite intimidating. Uh, whereas I've had the support from family and all that sort of stuff. But um, when you're going out and socialising, it is tough. You sort of have to have to accommodate a little bit. Uh, but yeah, restaurants and stuff are just trying keep it basic and uh, go go with meat and veg. Um, but yeah, it can be quite tough at times. Yeah, absolutely. I think the old uh, you know the steak and veg from the pub often saves you a few times when you when you're out and <laughs> yeah, about. Definitely. You know, just get the uh, get the veg and the salad instead of the you know salad and the chips is usually the way I go. And uh, and I guess for you it's probably a little bit different to most. You know, when you're heading out in the town with uh, you know, Taylor Walker and Eddie Betts and those sort of boys, you're probably not going to have too much trouble socialising and uh, you know, starting <laughs> up a conversation with anyone. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> Pre- pretty lucky. Yeah, it's a great environment to be in, I'm sure. Now, uh, let's talk a bit about carb loading because you mentioned before how uh, you know the boys at the football club do the carb loading with the pasta and, and you said you do that a little bit differently and I know I've seen some of your sweet potato recipes online. I've seen some bread that you were making, which I think might have been sweet potato based. That looks yep. pretty good. I actually want to try that one out because it did look good. And uh, so, so tell us. Let's talk through this a little bit. How does how does this look for you? How does your diet go during the week? And then how does that change as you approach game day? Yeah, well, I'm sort of still trialing at the moment. Really, um, I've found over the past probably the first two weeks of this season. Actually, I was trying to go reasonably high carb with just through sweet potato, pumpkin, um, beetroot, and all those type of foods but found I was felt a little bit heavy while I was running around so um, I sort of just keep it keep eating what I normally eat really so around game day um, I'll try and have a smoothie in the morning um, I'll fill it with berries and coconut water and um, chia seeds and all that sort of stuff and um, I might have sweet potato as a little snack um, roast up some sweet potato which I love um, and around game day is reasonably high carb um the boys boys do have a fair bit of gatorade and that sort of stuff um i i change it i i have coconut water um and it's got uh it's a kind of like a chocolate drink uh tastes like chocolate milk um but yeah it's just got so many more natural electrolytes that i like to have at half time and all that sort of stuff um during the week uh, probably a couple days after a game it'll be reasonably low carb uh, when we when we don't have training and I don't need mm. um, the carbs for high intensity efforts, I'll keep it pretty low carb and roast up some broccoli, zucchini, um, have some baby spinach and kale salads and all that sort of stuff. Um, around main training, I'll have a few more carbs, um, but even then, compared to a normal diet, it's pretty low carb anyway. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I find I feel a lot better out on the track, and um, yeah, it's it's a lot more beneficial to me. Don't feel as heavy and um, keep the skin folds down as well. So pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's that's important when you're at the footy club. Got to get those precious uh, skin folds. They like to keep on track with those, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. Yep. Um, well, that makes sense, mate. That that sounds very similar. I remember. Uh, Many years ago, I read a book called The Paleo Diet for Athletes, and they sort of go into their approach of how to do it in terms of, um, you know, for them, it was a little bit more endurance sport sort of stuff, um, which, you know, I'm not saying you guys don't do endurance because you run a lot, uh, but, yeah. uh, but you know, they, they were certainly talking about some of the long-distance events and, and how to go about doing that, and it really was around that idea of a little bit lower carb sort of during the week, but then upping it a little bit on race day just to give you that extra spike in performance so that, you know, on race day, you're... You're burning the the fats and the carbs, uh, as opposed to you know other people who are aren't fat adapted, who are really just burning the carbs all the time. So, yeah, uh, I think that approach makes a whole lot of sense. And and I actually took a similar approach. You know, a number of years ago now, I did an ultra marathon and and did a similar approach there, and and it it worked really well. And one of the things I did, Jackson, which you might find interesting, is I actually created a electrolyte drink for that specifically because I had the sort of same trouble of trying to find something decent that I could do and. And coconut yeah. water kind of seemed the best option, but I felt like there might have been some stuff I was still missing out on by doing it. And so I just adapted a little bit of a drink um, from that. And I'll, I'll send you the ebook uh, afterwards, Jackson, so you can have a little bit of a Yeah, look. absolutely. But everyone else can find it on the website on drbretthill.com. And there's a little ebook there with the recipe, which is only two bucks. It's an absolute bargain. So um, check that out. Beautiful. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, your approach to the rest of the things you do, Jackson. So obviously the food is a, a big part of um, how you prepare. Um, but I'm guessing just based on the conversation with you so far that you, know, you do like to take a little bit of a different approach to things. You're a very thoughtful guy, uh, perhaps more so than your average footballer. And, uh, and that you know maybe you take that thoughtful approach into other aspects of how you prepare and you train as well. You know, Is your fitness regime... Um, I guess particularly leading up to getting drafted because it probably changes a bit once you're drafted and you're in the football club system. But is, is your fitness regime, you think, different to the appro- the conventional approach or the approach that other people in the team are taking or do you think it's very similar? Um, nowadays, I think it's all pretty similar. Like it's hard to get a competitive edge in fitness because, I mean, you go at the club and everyone's so similar in fitness uh, but it's more about footy smarts and uh, where you where you can get those little edges um, through nutrition and stuff like that, but um, I like to pride myself on um, discipline and um, getting making sure my body's right. So recovery each week. Um, I love to have Epsom salts baths every night if I can. Um, I just find that nice. it's so beneficial to me. Um, especially the magnesium is unbelievable and it works so well. Um, love to wear compression as well. Um, at night times just to help my muscles feel a bit lighter for training and all that sort of stuff. Um, but fitness leading up to the, uh, the draft day, really, I was pretty lucky. I knew, already knew that I was going to go to Crows. Um, so in that sense, I mean, I'd, I'd like to run um, every second day, um, but quality sessions. Um, mm. So Some people like to run every day, but I find I – work best if I run every second day, have a bit of recovery in between three, four, five times a week. Um, at the moment, um, it might be a little bit more just because I need to put on a little bit of, little bit of size. But, um, yeah, that was more the fitness regime to me. I like, like to keep a bit, a bit of balance as well. Um, so a lot of long 
long distance stuff mixed with some shorter sprint work. So um, an overall balance is, is pretty key. Yeah, and I guess what I was thinking when I asked that question is I think if you went back maybe 10, 15 years ago, probably the sort of fitness they were doing at the football clubs often tended to be quite sort of reductionistic fitness, you know, where they were working on more sort of isolation exercises and, and you know, certainly the sort of almost the more traditional bodybuilding strength type exercises. But it does seem like in the last five or 10 years that has changed a lot and there's a lot more focus on core body work and a lot more focus on whole body movement. You know, you see some of the stuff that guys are doing in the gym and it's a lot more, you know, whole body bending, flexing, lifting, twisting, um, as opposed to, you know, using the machines and the pec deck and, and that sort of old school stuff. Is, is that fair to say that, yeah, that that's changed so you, probably since your dad's day for, compared to what you yes. do now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I spent, like, we've got so many high-performance coaches and um, people at the club now that – and new research is coming out all the time, so – um, it def- I think it definitely has changed and we do focus on what you said is whole body movements and um, all that sort of stuff and everyone's pretty different nowadays like the program's pretty um, customized to what you what you need um, so a lot of I I'd, personally I do a lot of um, groin work and glute work um, to strengthen up that core area uh, whereas some guys might have a bit of tendon stuff and um, so it's all bit pretty different, and the program's pretty different for everyone, um, which is good, which is what you need um, to keep improving on your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, I love it, mate. So let's uh, let's talk about some of these recipes you've been cooking up in the kitchen, mate, because like I said, I've been looking at those videos, and they look pretty good. They look pretty delicious. Um, what, is, <laughs> what are some of your favorite recipes then to have? Um, you know, you mentioned your smoothie the morning before the footy, but what else do you cook up? I know I did notice, as I said, that bread you were making. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was a sweet potato um, slice kind of bread type of thing, um, which can be eaten um, either before a game, before training, or even a dessert, really. Um, it's pretty versatile, which is nice. But, yeah, I like to cook up a lot of different recipes. I like love to research um, a lot of different recipes to cook up and trial. And there's been a lot of fails, that's for sure, along the way. But um, I try, try and stick to the ones that the family enjoys. But, um, yeah, I like to have that sweet potato one, um, especially when I need a few more carbs um, before training or before a game or something like that. But um, cook up, try and help out mum with dinners and all that sort of stuff. And, um, no, very enjoyable. So some takes your mind off footy as well, which is good. Um, but, yeah, I love it. Yeah, nice. I like that. Now, you can't get away with a comment like that without me asking the question, Jackson. So tell us about your worst fail in the kitchen. Oh, I don't know. There's... Just, I don't know. I had one a couple of weeks ago. You just make a recipe and it just doesn't taste very good, so it goes straight in the bin. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just, uh, just the recipe not tasting very good and the family not liking. It's pretty embarrassing. So, so it wasn't one you mucked up. It was just you're going to blame all the blame on the recipe, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it, probably probably me. <laughs> now you mentioned before you had a list of people who you like to follow in your bio that I read out earlier and I recognize all of them bar one and so I want to ask a question just because I'm personally curious now I'm not even sure is the name Matt Steinweed am I saying that right Matt Steinweed Steinweed who is Matt Steinweed yeah. um, so mum and dad come across him because um, mum and dad are in the real estate industry so um, and he works for John McGrath over in Sydney um, and I guess his story is pretty interesting if you go follow him. Um, he 
was living on the streets, had nothing really. Um, he's, I think he was addicted to alcohol and drugs and all that sort of stuff. And now he's the top real estate agent um, in Sydney. So he does a lot of motivational talks and just talks about his story. Um, and he focuses a lot on, on the mind and um, energy and all that sort of stuff. So it's pretty interesting if you're interested in that sort of stuff, um, especially the mind and all that sort of stuff. Um Coming more and more involved in footy, and um, as you probably know, sport is probably seventy percent in the mind and thirty um, percent in your ability and how you work hard. So um, it's yeah, it's coming more and more important. And I love listening to him and um, getting new ideas off him. So yeah, he, he's awesome. Nice, I like that. Now, Jackson, um, you know there are a lot of younger people who listen to this show, and and I'm sure that many of them have a dream, boys and girls nowadays, which is fantastic, have a dream that they would love to grow up and become an AFL footballer. Um, others might be wanting to grow up and become an NFL footballer or an NBA basketballer or whatever it is that they want to be. And uh, at the same time, I know that there are lots and lots of parents who listen to this show. And I know that for a lot of parents, this will be a fantastic episode for them to want to share with their family. Because once again, they know that this is you're someone that their kids can relate to. They're someone that your kids can look up to um, as an example of that healthy lifestyle. Sorry. <laughs> That's great. Um, so the question is, it's a bit of a long one, but the question is, um, you know, for those kids listening in, you know, uh, what advice would you give to them in terms of making changes to their lifestyle and, and I guess doing it in a way that's sort of sustainable for them and fitting in socially and all those sort of things that, that kids sometimes have challenges with changing to a healthy lifestyle what advice would you have with kids growing up about adopting this sort of lifestyle yeah look you, you can cop a little bit from um friends and uh, different people that uh, a bit judgy against it but i guess you've got to ask the ask yourself the reason why you're doing it and um why you want to say play afl or play nfl um and how much do you really want it uh, i got asked this the other day and um, he said, this guy said he struggled with motivation in the off-season. And I said, you just got to ask yourself why you want to do it um, and how much do you really want it. Um, so, yeah, for, it's a tough one because um, I, I had a reason and it was sort of always a passion for me. So um, I found it pretty easy. But the social aspect, um, you sort of got to have a good balance when you're growing up. Um, you got to enjoy what you're doing because if you don't enjoy it, you, you're not going to um, be able to sustain it. So um it was something that I struggled a bit last year I wasn't wasn't playing my best footy and wasn't in, wasn't enjoying it as much as I would have liked and um but um you got to just try and find something that's going really well stick to it um stay positive and um just work as hard as you can um cuz there's a lot of people out there that miss out that are really quality and talented people but um you work hard you do everything right you give you be- you give yourself the best chance so um, yeah, yeah. I, I love that it is just about and you know what no matter what you're in you know, no matter what you want to do in life it's about giving yourself the best chance and I think you know when you are really connected with why you want to do it um, then I think it does make such a massive difference because I think for some people when they're trying to take on this sort of lifestyle and, and they haven't really grounded themselves in the knowledge of why they want to do it and how they want to do it then often those that's the times when you feel like you really have to sort of defend what you're doing and, and fight back against it when someone's, you know, not on the same page or or not wanting to go the same way in their lifestyle. And I, I find that 
the more you get connected with why you really want to do it and the more you arm yourself with knowledge about why you do it, the less you feel like you need to react and justify and defend what it is that you're doing. And the less that you react and justify and defend what it is that you're doing, I think the easier it is socially where, you know, people can say what they want and you're like, oh, yeah, cool, and you have a bit of a laugh about it and you, you know, get on with your life um, exactly as, as opposed to it having to be a, a battle of the wheels to sort of prove, you know, who's right and who's wrong. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Something I, I probably focus on too much is what other people think and what other people are going to say, but you just got to worry about yourself and um, you might you might be different, but you might benefit benefit from it so um yeah everyone's different and they'll have their own opinion but just focus on what you're doing and um if that's the choice you want to make going down the paleo lifestyle i, I love it so and it's benefited me so much so yeah it's up to the up to the individual really well jason i think that's a great spot to to finish and to wrap up because I, I can't think of a better way to wrap it up um i think there's probably going to be lots of people who would love to follow you like i said i would really encourage parents with kids that um, this is a great person to have them following. You know, a lot of the time with kids, it's about finding out what their why is, you know, why they want to make changes and why they want to be healthier. And for lots of kids, sport is a big part of their life and, and sporting people like Jackson are, are someone they really look up to. So, you know, giving them a role model like Jackson who's doing something that they would love to be doing often is far more influential for them than their parents saying, hey, you should do this because I don't want you to get sick later on, which isn't as exciting. So uh, following Jackson at uh, Instagram, Jackson underscore Edwards 19, and also on Facebook at Jackson.Edwards19. Um, it's a great idea, I reckon, and some great uh, motivation and inspiration and great recipes for you and for the family to follow. So Jackson, I wish you all the best. I wish you all the best in your football career the entire time aside from showdowns and uh and i hope you i hope you have a long and prosperous footy career you can always come over to the dark side at any stage you like mate you'd be more than welcome over at port and uh thanks for coming on the show mate no thank you thanks for having me it was great pleasure mate um so for everyone listening in until next week join the conversation on facebook give us a five-star rating on itunes Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. I realised in this time that I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people. I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources. But I had to give that to myself. Yanni says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm going to prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Foster Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.